This is Coffee and Camino and I'm Luke Mills. Welcome to Coffee and Camino. My name is Luke Mills and I am here to present this uh, podcast to you about uh, all things Camino. It's, it may be a little bit about um, uh, where you have been in the past or it might be that you're looking forward to going out in, uh, in the future to a Camino overseas somewhere. And today we are at the Hobson's store in Sandringham. It's a beautiful uh, Tuesday evening here in early April and the sun has been shining all day and it's a beautiful 25 degrees outside. And I am here today with young German Santina Pellegrino. How are you Santina? Hello, I'm good, thanks. <laughs> well, welcome and thank you for joining me here. Um, uh, for the Coffee and Camino and I was put in touch with you by a um, fellow pilgrim so I'm very grateful for my last interviewees that was Pat and Anne who came along uh, with me and also introduced me to Santina so here we are today and um, we are going to share a bit about um, her story about going out on a couple of Caminos in Spain over the last couple of years so Santina Tina, first of all, tell me, why are you here in Australia? <laughs> why am I here in Australia? I'm here because of my Caminos. So my Caminos um, taught me to change my, na uh, my life. So the Caminos totally changed everything. I was in a very sordid um, life before, in a very long relationship, and after my first Camino, I found out that I can't just stay in that life working all my life so it changed everything and I always wanted to see Australia and um, so this is this is all about the Camino or this is a, another Camino to be in Australia as well um, and I've yeah after my second one I've just quit everything in Germany and decided quickly within two weeks to leave my life there and go to Australia, explore the whole country. Well, that's, that's um, quite, uh, uh, <laughs> quite um, I suppose, revelatory, um, revelationary. It's, uh, we've got, uh, I'm not sure if, if um, the Camino's got time for all of that because, <laughs> uh, because it's, uh, it sounds like you've done, an, um, it was a real soul-searching experience. So, um, first of all, um, I just want to ask you about, yes, well, you did the first your community from Le Puy in France yes. in 2017. And usually what I do is I do actually ask people what led you to do that first Camino and how much um, you knew about it before you started. Um, and it's by the sounds of it, it was a, quite a big decision for you. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I know I don't know if you heard about that, but some people say the Camino is calling you, and um, the Camino has called me. So I know 
about the Camino since I'm a teenager and I always wanted to do it. And then I've been at the Christmas market a few years ago and I've met a German lady with a um, Spanish husband and they were talking about it and then it came all up again. And I think it was God telling me going that direction again. Um, and then that was 2016 when this feeling in my tummy started getting bigger and bigger and then it really called me it really took yeah took my whole body my soul my my everything and then just taking it out and to the direction go for it go for it and I was talking to a few people about what would my boss say because I was working and everybody was just saying do it do it go for it ask him and then I just asked and after a few weeks he said yes go for it I've got 10 weeks holiday paid non-paid of course yes. and then I've started it and it was actually the best decision I've ever made yes well so tell me just for the people um, who might be listening to this so where where from Germany are you are you from I'm from yeah close to Frankfurt so the Middle East in the middle, uh, middle west sorry middle west middle west, middle west. okay and you had uh, you had studied prior to this so what would had you studied yeah, I've studied to be a car dealer, so I was working for Audi, Skoda and Volkswagen. Okay. So I'm a car dealer and mm -hmm. I enjoyed my job, that yes. was what I wanted to mm -hmm. do. But, um, and how far were you into this job before you really started to feel like you needed to go? Um, I, I worked for, for four years yeah. in that company. Yeah. Um, until it starts calling me, yeah. it started calling me. Yeah. Oh, that's um, well, that's really uh, so. It just became a, a, a real urge then, something that you felt like you really needed to yeah. do uh, b before. Um, I, I, so there wasn't any great crisis then in your life. Was there a sort of a, a some troubles you were having, or is it just simply the call of the Camino? I think my whole life was. Um, we've had a, yeah, a few problems and we've had a few things going on in my relationship yeah. and I think God decided me to go away for 10 weeks and to do that Camino. I am religious and I am very spiritual and I think that was actually the best thing I could do to heal myself and to, yeah, to go away for a bit and to, um, yeah, just to heal. I think that's a lovely thing about the Camino because um, you can be from any sort of background really because you know there are very non-religious people yeah. there but then there are quite religious people yeah. and then you have that, that those ones in the middle who are sort of spiritual if you yeah. like and um, but maybe not strictly from a religious background but the Camino seems to tolerate everybody who That's comes a great thing yes. and really welcomes them um, yeah. along and so it doesn't really from my experience really matter what um, what sort of person you are I think except um, uh, if you come with an open heart, I think yeah. that's the best thing to you come. You have to have an open mind. Yeah. Um, your your soul and your heart um, and your mind needs to be open. Otherwise, you can walk it and 
um, you may not get that experience out of it. But if you just open yourself, you get the magic out of it. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I think so. I think that's the same for. Um, it's certainly the same for me. Um, I really did. Um, in you know, I I enjoyed some of the religious aspects of it, and um, but. Uh, I also enjoyed, and some of the spiritual aspects, but just also, I just think the things that, you know, just the, also the tourist, the tourist aspects of, of, of the Camino as well, simply just eating out and seeing sights and things like that. Yeah. So, yeah, so had you, would you call yourself a walker or a hiker? prior to doing the, your first Camino? No, I'm a pilgrim. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, I'm, I'm not a walker. I mean, if I have to decide between walker and hiker, I'm a, I'm a pilgrim's hiker. I don't know how, no, I, I would, if, then I would say hiking. But I've hiked my Camino as a totally 100% pilgrim, yeah. So, we, Santina and I have actually just moved outside because of, uh, uh, into a slightly quieter place here at, uh, at the Hobson store here in Sandringham, uh, where I'm talking to Santina Pellegrino, who has um, done the Camino twice, in fact, over the last couple of years. And I, we were talking um, then, Santina, about being a, a pilgrim, it's a little bit different from being a walker, isn't it? I, I, myself, I don't walk at all apart from the Camino. I don't do anything. So uh, I, I suppose it's a bit the same for you then. Is that right? It is definitely, yes. I'm a walker, I'm a runner, I'm a rider, I'm um, whatever you can think. But at the Camino, I'm definitely something different. At the Camino, I'm a different person. I'm a pilgrim who's hiking through the country, um, doing what my name actually yeah. says as well. <laughs> yes, well, I had a little, I had a little bit of a laugh about that because your yeah. name, obviously, Pellegrino, is actually pilgrim in Italian. Yes. Your father is Italian. Yes. Yes, right. That's from, true. And your mother is German. German. Yes. yes. Okay. So, well, you have you are Pellegrino by name and by nature. So, yes. uh, you're really suited towards this. Um, now, we'll we'll get on to the. Um, we get on to your first Camino in 2017. So just tell, um, tell us a little bit about that. Um, you left. You started from Le Puy. Yes, I did. Um, I wanted to start as far away from Santiago, from Santiago I could do. So uh, I've got 10 weeks, and the yeah, um, the longest way I could walk in that 10 weeks was Le Puy, which is a very very nice start and I would um, definitely do that again it's a very big start for pilgrims or a very big point to start from for pilgrims um, which is I've read after I've read that Le Puy the Via Puriensis is the most beautiful one you can do in France mm -hmm. and I could definitely confirm that this is a yes. very very beautiful one it seems well you're uh, um in the first couple of people I've spoken to uh, for this podcast, for Coffee and Camino, I think you're the third person who's actually started from Le Puy. And mm. it seems to be uh, a very popular space. Yeah. And so how did you 
How do you compare the French and the Spanish experience? <laughs> um, I would say what most of the people would think. Um, first thing they would say the French ones are more strict maybe. Yes. Um, and definitely not trying not to speak English. Yes. Uh, some just can't speak English. Um, but I was happy to improve my French. Um, but it was more expensive, of course. Yes. Um, more expensive than in Spain. Um, but lovely people, definitely. Um, in Spain, it is definitely more affordable. Mm -hmm. I think at the Camino Frances, you can't put the price very high because mm -hmm. there are so many albergues and um, shops and cafes mm -hmm. and Spain is definitely more affordable mm -hmm. but it was hot as well in mm -hmm. France mm -hmm. when I was starting in the middle of May the houses are stone beautiful stone buildings as well mm -hmm. um, the food is different yes yes at the Camino Frances in Spain it is more pilgrim menus after pilgrim menus yes, and yes. always the same, I yes, would say. Yes, definitely <laughs> I experienced that, yes. So we started cooking by ourselves um, more than in France. In France, we really, really enjoyed the nice food, which was freshly cooked every, everywhere we stayed oh, wow. different. Um, more expensive, but definitely delicious. Yeah. So that's the biggest difference, I would say. Yeah, And they still yes. very much support the Camino? Uh, here yes. The, the, Chemin, as they say, yeah. Um, so, yeah, the Gide, the mm -hmm. Gide is the alberga, the mm -hmm. Pilgrim's Hostel, and um, they do have a lot of them, yes. Same as in Spain, sometimes you walk five kilometers and you've got ten, and sometimes you walk twenty kilometers and you have none. Yes. Um, but they do have a lot, yes. Okay. You can walk big days, you can make small days. Yeah, the okay. oldest person I've met in France uh, was an old lady from California, 84 years old. Right. And she, she's done it, and she just walked ten kilometers every day, yep. and she got jeets. Yes. Everywhere. And so it was, uh, there, were, there were enough places yes. to stay along yes. the side. And you said you left, it was warm when you started. So what time of the year were you, um, did you start in Le Puy uh, until you finished in, uh, well, Finisterre? So the first Camino I've done was um, in May. So I've started at the 15th of May 2017. Mm -hmm. And we already had 30 degrees. Oh dear. Um, so it was hot yes. and I was very, very lucky. I've just had sun the whole time. Yes. I mean, maybe five days rain, but that's nothing. Okay. And then I arrived in Santiago the 13th of July, mm -hmm. 2017, made two days break and then continued three days to okay. Finisterra. Well, it must have been getting very, very busy there in Santiago Definitely. when you get there. Were you able to stay in Santiago in the city because I know <laughs> when we came um, in uh, over past the airport um, we noticed that there's a little town like a almost like a school camp but a very very big camp it looks like a refugee camp in fact um, on the outside and I imagine they fill that up over the summertime but was that were there people there in that um, in that camp when you were there um, I haven't noticed that oh. but I was at my first Camino I thought I have to treat myself after yes. walking which I definitely haven't needed 
but I treated myself three days in a five-star hotel oh, <laughs> right in the city. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, in the end, it was too much luxury for me because I was used to have. Um, I don't want to say nothing, nothing yeah. material, yeah. but I've had a lot of um, emotions and love out of the pilgrims, and this is what I've needed. Yeah. And I haven't expected that luxury, but it was already paid, so I've stayed in, of course. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you, when you're on the community, a pilgrim accepts everything that comes his or her way graciously. So if that's a five-star hotel, then you accept it because the next night, you might be sleeping in an albergue with 20 <laughs> other people. So yeah, it's good just to accept what's on the way. So you said, so it, it was a very, it was an emotional time for you yes. then. Yeah, so what what do you really think? Um, did you have to make any decisions or was it just taking a break from your life? Do you think you, it, did it actually uh, help you in any way? So nearly two years after my first Camino, um, I could say it changed everything and it helped a lot. Um, I was going away onto my Camino um, when I was in a long, long relationship, living together, mm -hmm. bought a house and spoke about more things. Mm -hmm. uh, I came back without anything. Um, so during the Camino, after the sixth week, we split um, and I moved out of the house or he moved my stuff out of the house. So it was definitely a big, big change. You actually communicated back to him. So you said in the sixth week of the Camino, you communicated yeah. back to him that you weren't coming home. No. Um, we made a deal that I don't have to call him or whatever every day so right. I said I will I won't call or text any friends I will call or text my family and him and then every every week or something like that mm -hmm. and it got very difficult the year before I started and it got more difficult when I was away uh, when I've been away and then after nearly two years I would say that was also the best thing I could do because it didn't work anymore and it was good that I've walked uh, that I've been away and walked the Camino yeah. or hiked the Camino um, just to help ourselves to continue with our lives but yeah. not together yeah. sadly yeah and yeah. Um, that definitely helped yeah, yeah. it's well, you, you made a serious decision to go on your own. Yeah. And, and I, I know people ha often say that is the best experience to go entirely on your own because um, you're more likely to meet people if you're not a couple or if you're not in a group. Mm. Was that the, your um, experience? I definitely still say, please, people go and walk your Camino by yourself. Mm -hmm. I've got very close friends in Australia mm -hmm. and I really love them and they walk the Camino together a few times and... Like I, like I did, yeah, sure. Yes, and as my good friend Anne said, uh, it will make it or break it. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I think it's also a big different, uh, big, di 
Sorry. Big difference if you are together for this long yeah. or shorter. Yeah. Um, I still say walk by yourself because yeah. you will feel and you will meet yourself, yeah. yourself in person and your soul. I've met pilgrims and we've been little groups, split the groups and new groups came up. Mm -hmm. um, and I could imagine that I would walk with somebody in the future maybe. Mm -hmm first impression do it by yourself yeah I think that's really that's really important I think to um, to give yourself that time um, and I just know that there's probably lots of people that we met you know I walked with my partner and uh, Shelly and but we met lots of people who were on their own and um, that uh, it really the Camino really allows that to happen sometimes if you're a couple um, other pilgrims on the Camino are very um, aware of not interrupting your your space and uh, not um, invading or intruding upon that. So walking um, walking alone is is quite nice. And you so there were, even though it was busy at the time that you were walking, you found time to be alone as well. I can't say that I, it was this busy. Mm -hmm. Um, the year after I was hiking, mm -hmm. um, I walked. I was hiking the Camino del Norte in Spain and mm -hmm. not in f this France again. But um, um, I've met people in Santiago who was uh, who walked the Camino Frances, mm -hmm. telling me it is so busy. And mm -hmm. I've met a friend. Um, oh, I've. I've I have a friend who met pilgrims at the Camino last year as well. Mm -hmm. Who say they changed to the Camino del Norte because it was this busy at the Frances. Uh, I can't yeah, say yeah, sure. in 2017 it was this busy at the Frances. Mm -hmm. um, but I've taken my time for myself. Mm. I t I've, I've, t I've, yeah, I've taken the time yeah. um, for myself, and um, yeah, I mean. Sometimes I was staying in the cafe just a few minutes longer to see, okay, this group is passing and now I'm leaving or something like that. <laughs> but yeah. I've had my yeah. time. Yes. Yeah, because in, sometimes, yes, I, I do notice how groups can uh, uh, form and come together and uh, um, sometimes you, you need a little bit of space between yourself yeah. and the other people. Yeah, I, I have noticed that myself. And I'd also noticed too that um, you said that you didn't want to communicate too much at, with, um, at home. And, and um, I saw this also that um, when, often when the pilgrims come to uh, a bar or something, the first thing they do is ask for Wi-Fi. And, oh, you know, I really thought, oh, do you really need to, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, uh, that's the first thing. So they order a coffee and then watch the Wi-Fi. Well, often the Wi-Fi yeah. is pinned up. And yeah. look, I have to tell everybody here, if you haven't been, Wi-Fi in Spain is fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> it's everywhere and yeah. it's free. Yeah. Uh, so you are able to certainly use it at very many opportunities. As soon as you walk into uh, a bar, just about any bar, they'll give it to you. But it's nice to have the break away and not be obsessed with communication all the time. It's really hard to escape that sometimes, but on the Camino you can, <laughs> which is good. <laughs> I tell you what, um, as I'm from Germany, um, our contracts are for whole Europe. 
so I could have Wi-Fi everywhere without having a bar next to me. Yeah. But I didn't want it. Yeah. Um, and I was happy about it. My phone was switched off during the day. I mean, on flight mode, so yeah. in case of an emergency, I can yeah. have it. But it was in my backpack. Yeah. And I didn't want to have it. And yeah. I was telling my friends at home, if you wanted to hear if I'm good or not, ask my mom or ask my boyfriend. Yeah. I wanted to jump out of that life for once and just yeah. meet and be with myself. Yeah. And that was very important for me. Yeah. I was talking to others, of course, yeah. and I was um, having fun, laughing, screaming, crying with everybody yeah. who wants to, yeah. if they needed it. But I was very happy to be with myself. And I went through my whole past and I've got um, big things going on in the past yeah. when I was a child as well and I wanted to I know I haven't expected but I hoped I could go through yeah. and I could left it in the past yeah. and that definitely happens I think if you are walking with somebody else doesn't matter if you know them a, a lot or not um, you're not letting them see every little thing out of you even if it's your partner for 50 years or whatever, mm-hmm. there is something you just wanted to share with you. Mm. And this is what I wanted to be able to. Mm-hmm. And I was. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm really, really happy that God gave me the power mm-hmm. and the opportunity mm-hmm. to have all those experiences at my first Camino. And so it was really... <coughs> Um, as good and as wonderful or as moving as you anticipated it would be for you then? Or Um, did you know you came in with quite high expectations? (laughs) First of all, I have to say, I haven't got any blisters at all. (laughs) (laughs) I definitely have to say that (laughs) before I forget. Um, Mm -hmm. I've met others who had a lot that I haven't got and I was really uh, grateful for that. I tried not to have any expectation, expectations, 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 Um, and that was pretty easy for me because I haven't known Mm -hmm. what's coming Mm -hmm. um, up. Mm -hmm. Um, My mum's friend walked the Camino with her husband before, and she gave me a lot of her stuff. She she borrowed me a lot of stuff as the backpack and other things. Yes. Um, and she was ta- telling me a few things, but I also asked her not to tell me too much because yes, yes. I don't want to expect too much. Yes. So I was just started starting and um, trying to um, yeah let the things coming up how they yes. coming up. Yes. And um, at the end, I'm very grateful what I've got. Yeah. Yes. There are look, and for those people who are thinking about going away, there there is an enormous amount of information out there especially if you go into some blog sites um, the way of st james is one in english i'm sure in germany there there is a there are very good sites in german where people will blog and and they'll give you uh, really updates all the time about um, different places that might be opening or closing and they'll rate certain hotels and um, albergues and and they'll really tell you things that you know it's all shared with the notion of generosity a lot of the people who blog on the sites are very very generous um, in what they say and they try not to be too critical however 
you can be overwhelmed with information as yes. well. So you, it's probably, you know, it's best to go with an open heart and an open mind. And so although you should be prepared, you've got to remember too that you're not living somebody else's Camino as well. Yeah. You know, sometimes they, people say, oh, the bed bugs were terrible and this place, the food was awful and, or it was tremendous or something. And so even, even if they give a positive review, um, you might go to the same, uh, it might be a gallery or a cathedral or some other space and be underwhelmed, you know, and be disappointed. So, you know, it's, it's good to, you know, to sometimes too much information is, is not necessary, really. Um, that's, that's what I found. I'm, I'm sure Definitely. it's the same for you. Yes. Yeah. I, I tried not to go to any of those websites because I wanted to just have my own experience. And as we all are individuals, mm -hmm. your good is not my good or yeah. don't have to be my yeah. good. Yeah. And all in the other way around as well. If yeah. you say it's not good, Mm -hmm. I may find it very, very good. Yeah, yeah. So um, I tried not to research too hard. Yes. Because um, it's always a made-up. Um, yeah. Well, that's right. Made it's, up it's decision always, from somebody. Yeah, it's somebody else, and you don't know what their background is exactly. um, and what their expectations were coming into it. Sometimes it's yeah. a different time of the year, for example. Yeah, make your own experience. Make your own experience. Definitely. Did you know, you look quite a fit person, young person, you say <laughs> you ride and you run and everything. So did you did you know that physically you were going to be able to handle the community? I was pretty sure that I can do it, definitely. Yes, yes. That's, yeah, that, that's for sure. Um, um, I haven't, practice before at all yeah. because I'm running, riding horses, bicycling, whatever. I do a lot of sport. So I was definitely sure that I am going to do it. Yes. But of course I thought yeah. hopefully I am yeah. not breaking my leg yes. or my foot yes, or yes, something. Yeah. But just physically, I was definitely sure I can do that. Blisters, I think if you have a fall, that's going to be one mm. thing. And there are plenty of places to fall um, and to... Um, you know, I rolled my ankle one day, which wasn't mm. so good, but th you can have those sorts of injuries. Yeah. Um, a knee or an ankle or something like that. Um, you can hurt yourself whilst you're falling down. But I, the thing that can um, really um, stop a Camino in its tracks are blisters. And Definitely. Yeah. So you had, you had no problems I've with that? I've had none at all. Yeah. Um, I have to say, um, behind your knee, I've got pain sometimes. Okay. Yeah, because of the muscles. But I've got magnesium with me, for example. And that is very, very important for everybody who wants to do Camino. Please take your magnesium with you. Yes. Very important. That take it every a, evening. That yeah. is a good tip. I'll tell Definitely. you that. Yes. Um, and I've got that perfect, great magic cream, I call it, from a pharmacy. Um, an American pilgrim gave it to me yes. after he left the, or when he left the Camino. It is from France, from the pharmacies in France. Um, it is for, how do you call it again? Tendalysis, ten um, ten or how do you call it on the side ten, of it? Uh, for your tendons. Tendons, yes, so for when you've tendons. got pain there. And oh. it is with Arnica and five other herbal extracts. Okay. And that is 
really a magic cream. I was putting it on there every night. <laughs> on the back of your knee? Yes, yes, and sometimes on my foot when they were just a bit sore because we've hiked a lot of asphalt. Mm -hmm. um, and then next morning, nothing at all. Uh, and from time to time, I've put that one in. I've got it with me in Australia as well because <laughs> I will hike or I've hiked a lot of national parks here. Yes. And I re-bought it la um, last year, my second Camino. It's is a great it like one. like Voltaren? Is it? Or it's a, a green a, herbal cream. Green herbal, okay. Just a natural cream. Okay. Uh, you can buy it in France. It's okay. not too easy to get. You have okay. to call a few pharmacies okay. in advance. But um, that's the only thing I needed. Yeah. And then uh, magnesium, and that's it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I must admit, I'm a great advocate for um, magnesium as well. And, it's good um, for your nerves as well. <laughs> and it helps you sleep well. Yes, yes. And, uh, you know, you need a good night's sleep when you're certainly out on the Camino. Definitely. I know that. And now I do have to ask you, Santina, because we've really only talked about your first Camino <laughs> from La Puy. Um, to Santiago and then on to Finisterre but of course in 2018 you did the whole well another big long Camino as well so would you like to tell us a little sure. bit about that one yes yeah. I've done the Le Puy way again um, because I loved it that much and it is a very beautiful one but at the end sadly i have to say i shouldn't have done it one year after mm -hmm. straight i mean i was hiking or starting at the 5th of april so one and a half months earlier, earlier yes i've had snow at the first part in the Obrak, which I really love. Mm -hmm. And I'm happy to have that, to um, have that experience, mm -hmm. walking in another season. Mm -hmm. um, but at the end, <laughs> when you've done something, you expect mm -hmm. some, or the same. If it was good, you expect the same. Mm -hmm. um, and the first one was a perfect one so how could you top that yeah hardly so I enjoyed it yes and I've met nice people mm -hmm. uh, but I maybe shouldn't have done the second part uh, the second um, Camino with a start in Le Puy again okay. but then I was not climbing over the Pyrenees yes. um, to Roncevoyes I was going into the uh, into the Pyrenees yes I was hiking up to the north within three days yes uh, first day I was totally lost I came out somewhere else did you go to St. John or no you don't yes you, you yes, do go to yes, Shot and then do. follow the Pyrenees and then the you're not going um, that way into the Pyre oh, on on top of the Pyrenees yes. I mean you do you do climb in but you go um, more towards the north and yes. then you are in the Pyrenees for yes. three days yes um, and then you arrive in um, Irun I was lost the first day and we've had just uh, lightning and thunder mm -hmm. and rain and fog and I couldn't see anything and it was a bit dangerous okay. being lost with um, cows just in front of me yes. sheep and horses in front of me I yes. haven't seen them before <laughs> so that was a bit funny and dangerous yes. and at the end I arrived so I arrived in I think you say Handaya 
which is the last last city um, in France. Hendai, yes, I think yes. that's right. Yes. And then you just cross the bridge, and yes. then you're in Irun in Spain. Yeah. And you could really, really see and feel. Yes. You stay on the right side of the bridge. Yes. And you know you're in France. You definitely feel it. Yes. Oh, I could feel it. And then you just cross the bridge and then you could feel you have this Mediterranean <laughs> different country. I felt it. I just yeah. I was calling my mom and said, Oh my god, I yeah. can it's hard it's crazy how hard. But you it's can all feel Basque it. country though. It is. Yes, but yes. with a different flavour though. Yeah, so I mean the Camino del Norte is pretty pretty green. Yes. A lot of rain and the Basque is definitely not normal Spain. No. It is no. different, but yeah. it is very very beautiful. Yeah. So I do have just backpedaling a little bit. You mm -hmm. had another 10 weeks to do the Camino in 2018. I've had as much as I wanted because right before I was throwing away my job. Again. Well, you, um, you asked for total. some time off, yes, yeah. No, I haven't. I quit. So maybe quickly I have to say, after yes. I came back from my first Camino, yes. um, I was pretty sure I'm not going to do that for my whole work, uh, life, mm -hmm. uh, working and doing nothing else. Mm -hmm. I um, try to figure out how much I have to save, um, money, how much money I have to save to quit my job, mm -hmm. to be free for one year mm -hmm. and then maybe find another job or go traveling again. Mm -hmm. So after eight months, I quit my job. Mm -hmm. That was a 2018 then. Mm -hmm. When I quit the job and for the beginning of my traveling mm -hmm. experience, I was hiking a Camino again. So that is the start of my second Camino. Right. Yes, so I stayed. If I'm traveling again, I will start with another Camino. Okay. So I've had, in, yeah, truly as much time as I wanted. You are, you have indeed. And so I, I will come to uh, this shortly about why you, you came to Australia and uh, yeah. what you're doing here. But I do want to ask you, I mean, you've done two very long Caminos. Um, the Camino from La Puy to Santiago and Finisterre and then the following year from La Puy to Santiago and to uh, Finisterre and Murcia uh, via the Camino del Norte. So how, how did your second uh, Camino with the Camino del Norte, how did you enjoy that? Were you making comparisons all the time or was it just a new experience for you? Both I would say. Mm -hmm. um, Yes, I've expected a magic one again, and it ha hasn't happened, of course, mm -hmm. can't. Um, and it was definitely also an amazing Camino as well. Mm -hmm. But um, sadly, I've had a lot of rain. Uh -huh. It was during the summer, but the Camino del Norte is pretty, pretty mm -hmm. green. Mm -hmm. It is because it's raining a lot. <laughs> so um, yeah, okay. that's the reason. I mean, we've had a few nice days, but most of the time it was raining and that was definitely depressive. It's hard, yeah. Um, and then I was trying to hike with another um, pilgrim so I've met this guy mm -hmm. um, who was walking alone as well and we went uh, um, pretty good um, uh, walking how do you say uh, we went along pretty good well mm -hmm. and um, we was hiking together for three weeks mm -hmm. 
and every everybody thought we were a couple walking together from Germany or whatever. Yeah, okay. He was German. <laughs> he was German as well. Yes. yes. Um, but we went. We we were just we just met at the Camino. Um, and then after three weeks, we were in a, both of us very in a very bad mood because we just wanted to walk by ourselves. Oh, okay. Right. And we were still friends, but we just. Um, mm -hmm. So I tried. I gave it. I gave it a chance, but yes. um, that definitely made a big difference yes. to my first one as well okay. yes yes because it was a real shared experience well three weeks definitely uh walking with out someone of five, else yeah out of five is a long yeah. time yeah. yeah okay so that's yeah. going to make a very different experience for you yeah um and uh but this time you walked you finished up in Mushia. yes yes and was that a special uh goal that you had there to do that this time um i haven't had the time at my first camino to go to mushia as well mm -hmm. um but as i said when you do something the second time you have expectation ex expectation expectation <laughs> thank you <laughs> um Mushia wasn't better than Finisteria. Yeah. Uh, Finisteria. so Finisteria was the second time but yes. that was still where my heart yes. knew that is yes. my really end. So Mushia was pretty, yes. very pretty, yes. but Finisterra is my number one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, right, yeah. Well, listen, what I'm going to do now is gonna take a little bit of a break. And um, I did ask you about a certain piece of music yeah. that you, um, that you played or you listened to that stirred up some sort of emotion um, for you about the Camino. So would you like to tell us a little bit about that? <laughs> I will. <laughs> <laughs> so um, first, everybody who knows me knows that Whitney Houston will always is my favorite, favorite song since I'm a little kid. Yes. I do love that song and definitely when I was sad or when I was thinking about something not happy um, where I wasn't happy I listen to that music because it always gives me power energy and makes me yeah, it gives me power mm -hmm. um, so um, I was definitely like yeah listen to that music um as i'm a 90s kid i always say <laughs> um of course i listen to some music um, out of the 90s as well or 80s like abba or something um when we were freaking out singing dancing at the camino with others yes but um yes wind of change from the scorpions is a um is a song I knew before, but since the Camino, it has a special, um, yeah, meaning as yes. well. Um, as I think I've met, um, sadly, we are not in contact anymore, but um, I've met a man from America um, who's in his late 40s and he is he was a very good help for me during that time. He was giving me a lot of, um, yeah, not, I wouldn't say power, but he was listening to me. He gave me good conversations and he, he means a lot of, to me. And um, wind of change, uh, as the word says, um, 
um, were perfect for 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 this man, for our friendship, for for all of this. Um, as he really helped me during, um, yeah, going through the broken relationship. Okay. <laughs> on your first relation. On, on your my first sorry, Camino. On your first exactly. Camino. Exactly. That was on my first Camino. So okay. that that song definitely means a lot to me now. Okay. Um, 2018 was more just happy and funny and we were listening to my 90s music and and right. things like that a bit more Whitney Houston in the second I uh, in the second Camino there with um, with the 80s power ballad but <laughs> to play us out to the break we're going to play one of um, Santina Pellegrino's favorite tunes that means something to her and that is the wind of change by the scorpions Storm wind, then we ring the freedom bell for peace. 
look at it from up here. You get an appreciation of our world is a beautiful place and we do need to take care of it. And welcome to today's siesta, the Via Podiensis, the Way of La Puy. I thought I'd expand a little on Santino's Camino as she has indicated that she has twice started in La Puy, France. There are four traditional ways of the Chemin through central and eastern France. La Puy has a small population of just under 20,000 and it's the most popular of the four traditional pilgrim routes. The other ways namely are the Chemin of Paris, Vézelay, Geneva and Cluny and they all converge in Santiago and become part of the more familiar Camino Francaise to Santiago. In terms of scenery it's probably the most interesting as it starts in the high plateau region and descends down to the treeless grasslands and dry stone walls and then drops suddenly to follow the val valley of the river Lot where there is a succession of fairy tale villages. The track then arrives in the small Basque village of Saint Jean-Pierre de Port. Le Puy's most striking attraction is the Cathedral Notre Dame de Puy, dating chiefly from the first half of the 12th century and the nearby 11th century baptistry of Saint John is built on the Roman foundations. Traditionally, each morning pilgrims gather to be blessed before starting their Camino to Santiago. There is an iron statue of the Notre Dame de France made from 213 Russian cannons made in the, in the mid 19th century and overlooks this picture perfect town. The Way of St James is also called the GR65 and there are three accompanying guidebooks put out by the French Walking Club, Fédération Française de la Ronde Pedestre. An accommodation guide that many people use along the way is the strangely named Miam Miam Dodo. It's French baby talk for eat sleep, which includes all the eating and sleeping possibilities along the pilgrimage. So although it includes a glossary, it is not translated into other languages. Very crafty those Frenchies. Welcome back. I am here with uh, Santina Pellegrino, a young German pilgrim who has joined me here at the Hobson stores here in Sandringham. Here we're sitting here. It's actually a warm, balmy night here on an early April evening. And I'd have to say the coffee and Camino uh, is not quite coffee and Camino tonight because it was beer and cider and Camino tonight because um, we're sitting outside on a warm evening and it just seem to be uh, probably much much more suitable and perhaps a little bit more in the keeping with the Camino spirit about having a beer after the day's work or after the day's walking. Now I do have to um, ask you uh, Santina a little bit about you know we're talking about passing on tips here now you said you had a great little cream from France um, that you use but what would you say is a great, uh, your best tip, it can either be a, um, a physical thing or, a, um, or a, a spiritual thing or anything that you think might be, uh, you might like to pass on to anybody who hasn't done a Camino before? <laughs> um, when you were asking me, I was thinking about 
what to answer. I will answer you the first thing, which is the funniest thing. <laughs> Please, pilgrims, don't buy the outdoor guides. <laughs> Please, I've got the Rotar, we say, R-O-T-H-E-R. -E okay. It's a guide, a German one. It's a German um, guide, yes. A lady who was writing or is writing a lot of books, guides. And there is the outdoor German one. It's a German one, but called outdoor. Okay. Um, I've met so many pilgrims at the Camino. <laughs> they were so angry out of that book. They burned it. Oh, they okay. They threw it away. They were arguing about that book. And I was so happy with my Rota, yeah. um, which is for me the perfect book. There are some historical things written in yeah, as well. Okay. Some say, oh, I don't need that. But yeah, just don't read it then. <laughs> but all the other stuff in yeah. it yeah. is fantastic. Yes. Is there an English translation for um, it? Or is it? They do have an English translation yes. for the Camino Frances. Yes. And I think a few others, but not for the one in France, okay. not the Valle Podienses. Because okay. I was trying to get that for my Australian friends, they don't have it. Okay. Um, so this is the first thing, please don't buy it. And that's not just my experience, <laughs> that is the experience, and trust me, from all the pilgrims who bought it before. So that is this. So okay. Then, um, yes, I have that cream. Um, I forgot the name about, but you can get the name later. Mm -hmm. um, which is perfect when you've got a sore leg or some your muscles are just heavy and tidy, and you can just cream them, giving a little massage in mm -hmm. the evening mm -hmm. after you shower, sitting in your bed, and that is so relaxing. And then those five natural herbs with Arnica as well, um, just help one, giving you yeah, wonderful help. Um, that is my second one. And then please don't expect anything. This is definitely my biggest um, advertise, or not advertise, but my biggest um, wish for every program is don't expect too much or don't expect what what happens mm -hmm. god will give you your camino mm -hmm. and if it's not the god if you don't believe in god it's the universe which <laughs> give you the direction mm -hmm. and um, if you expect too much you may be sad mm -hmm. that it's not happened mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the camino will happen as it has to happen yes in its own way and that that's uh that certainly has been the case for for yeah. me too um you can if you have no expectations uh, uh you can be really um and when you're doing things for the first time things can be delightfully wonderful um and they can be sometimes disappointing but um that that's just the way of the, that's just the way of the community you take them all in now I do have to ask you about, you've brought something in to show me. Um, I ask all my um, interviewees to bring something in and to show me something special from the Camino. And you've got a number of things, that you, um, trinkets. I noticed first of all that you have a Camino t-shirt on yes. underneath and you wore that especially for this interview, is that exactly. right? Exactly. <laughs> And so that's a little something you picked up in Santiago? Yes, that's my second one. And now you have a hoodie. Yes. 
it's uh, now I'm looking at uh, Santina's hoodie there. It's a big uh, grey hoodie there, Santiago de Compostela there, and that's something else that you picked up at the end. Um, this is the, what I've bought at my first after my first communion. Yes. Yeah, and I really love it. It is so comfortable, <laughs> and I try not to wear it too often, otherwise. It makes great, <laughs> um, but that's another reason I'm, to walk another Camino then. <laughs> uh, I'm so glad you came so well prepared for this interview. You came yeah. all dressed up for the occasion <laughs> and, and things like that. Now, yeah. you also have a um, a necklace there, which is looks like, was that part of the... Um, oh, no, that necklace is something else. That's not part of the Camino. Yes, but you had a key ring oh, there. I've got uh, more things as well. Yeah, and, exactly. And the last one, I can see a little um, pilgrim shell here. Yeah. Now, uh, Santina is showing me. It's just a leather. It's just a leather key um, key ring here with the ubiquitous uh, scallop shell that we see everywhere, and um, on it. And that's another memento. So you're never very far away from the Camino. Camino's always with me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You really are one of the most seriously um, affected people by the Camino that I've met. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's it's really taken um, a great hold of you. Yeah. I can really tell. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, um, my, your enthusiasm is overwhelming. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My even yeah, my, my biggest my biggest thing from the Camino, if we've got time to say yeah, that, sure. um, are those two um, Say, well, well, pan these are like Pandora's now. Um, uh, I bought them in Santiago. I bought the, that one in Santiago. Okay. Now, Santina is showing me her little um, bracelet here, and it's, it looks a little bit like a, what you might call a Pandora bracelet, yeah. where you add to it, um, and it's a, around a silver chain, and there are little silver. Um, oh, Ringlets, if you like, yeah. and all of, the, and you picked up these ones from uh, from Santiago. I, yeah, I've bought it uh, in Santiago from a how do you call it, jewelry? A jewelry, yes. Jewelry shop. Yes. Next to the cathedral. Yes. So there are shells on and the arrows. Yeah. Um, you can see those little um, circles. Yes. Um, where things were on like a shell and uh, as well. Yes. Or little hiking boots. Yes. Um, at the end, sadly, I've lost all of them. Okay. Because they, they yeah, open itself yeah. and then they fall off. Yeah. Um, but that has another meaning for me. That is yeah. fine. So this is what I'm wearing every day. And then when I was walking in France um, at my first Camino, um, I went to Kong, yes. which is French and means shell. So a very important um destination for pilgrims as well mm -hmm. there is a big abbey you should sleep in yes and there is this little shop it's a leather shop a man is doing all that stuff by himself ah. he is a genius he was doing a or he made a saddle for a horse um, that looks fantastic amazing mm -hmm. first Camino I thought I have to buy something out of it <laughs> and then I thought nah come on you don't have to second Camino I was walking and passing that shop again and I said okay you still wanted to have one, mm -hmm. go in and do it. So he was cutting this off for me oh, okay. out of a big one. Mm -hmm. And then I could choose that silver little thing out of a few it's different a, ones. It's a buckle. So Santina's showing me here a, a rather thin um, leather uh, 
wristband, if you like, that's twice uh, wrapped around her wrist, on her right wrist there, and that's a little silver buckle that you have there, and he made that for you. Yes. And, and the little um, leather uh, yeah, wristband there that we that you have there. So that's, yeah. oh wow, that's it, it's really nice. So I love things which have and I have, meaning. Yeah, I have to say, look, you said you bought something at the souvenir shop in Santiago, and, and I did too when I was there, and now, mm-hmm. said, Souvenir shops have got a really bad name, yeah. but I must admit the ones in Santiago are really quite good. Yeah. They have this. A lot of the things that you can buy there are really quite handcrafted, and you think sometimes when you think of. Um, souvenir stores that would be in Rome or Paris or some other big uh, European city in London, the stuff that you get is awful, um, it all looks the same and it's all very tacky. But the stuff on the Camino, especially in Santiago, and there's a number of those shops yeah, there, uh, the Rio Franco, Rua Franco, I think is where there are some in Santiago, right next door to the cathedral, they're fantastic. You get beautiful little trinkets and um, and anything from t-shirts to to um, watch bands and wristbands and, and shells and everything. It's they do beautiful. have the same, or a few have the same as other shops mm-hmm. um, in Santiago. But, um, and some things I would say you definitely don't need it. This is another thing which we yes. dust on. But um, at the end, um, there is a lot of wooden or leather stuff, yeah. which is pretty good. Yeah. yeah. And, and be- it means something to and you. And because really for most people they don't buy anything along the way yeah. I bought yeah. nothing no. nothing not a thing exactly you've got yeah. to think about you know if I'm going to buy yeah. this um, little trinket here whatever it was I'm going to have to carry it and, and for me yeah yes. and so when you get there uh, you finally arrive you think well I'm going to buy a t-shirt yeah. or, or something like that and that's exactly what I did yeah. too and also you said the um, you had the uh, souvenir stores but the other good things of course is that the bookstore in the cathedral which is very good um, and that's not um, that's not cheap and crappy either there's some really lovely books and some tapes and things like that you can buy there and the other one of course is um, the museum which is next door to the cathedral as well which is a marvelous museum we went on a Sunday and it's free so if you ever get a chance that it's only been going I think for about five years that museum and it's over about four levels it's right next door in what was an old bank and that the goods that they sell there are really fantastic so you know you should make avail yourself of that because Santiago is often the first time that you can really do something like it as a tourist um, which is really magnificent now, before we wrap things up, I do have to ask you about your time here in Australia, what you have been doing here in Australia, and also what you have to come, because you mentioned some things and it sounds quite exciting. So tell me, what brought you actually to Australia here? <laughs> because, look, I'd have yeah, to say, well, you know, that's right, but I have to say, because when we are over there, like, European young people, yeah. you're in your 20s, yes. um, young people uh, to come to Australia is a major, major um, decision and it's a big project. A lot of people either can't afford it or haven't got the no. time or it's just too far away. Um, and so uh, what actually what actually brought you here to Australia? Um, so the first Camino changed my life and um, 
let me change everything. So um, after that, um, when I decided to save my money and to quit my job and do another Camino for my for my um, travel start. Um, I came back from my second Camino and I always knew I wanted to see Australia. I always wanted to be there for a bit longer than just a holiday. So um, I've been at home for 10 weeks after my second Camino and was totally confused what to do next because I was, I was lost. I could say I was lost. Uh, and then I was sure I have to do something. I wanted to see Australia, so I thought, let's do something. I've been an au pair in London before, and I thought um, that could be a good thing to come over and to work. Um, my good friends Anne and Pat, they gave me a few, um, or they gave me one good website where I could find a job as a backpacker, and they tried to help me um, um, finding a job. Um, at the end, I made an account at that website and there is an agency um, around in this area in Melbourne and she is a private business woman, I would say. She's not just a business, she's not just having a business finding of pairs for families. She is a single worker, I would say. Mm -hmm. um, and she's not trying to make the best deal. She's trying to do it with the best solution at the end for both. Mm -hmm. And that was what really um, helped me making a decision to be in a pair again, because I haven't had good experience in London. Oh, and okay. I wasn't sure if I wanted to do it again. Okay. But she really, yeah, um, she really um, helped me with the decision to do it and she did it with her heart. And so then within two weeks, I've had two families to choose, or I've, two weeks before I flew, mm -hmm. I've, I knew two families I was interviewing or they were interviewing me and one is his lovely family in Sandringham. Mm -hmm. And I've chosen them. Mm -hmm. And that was the best decision I've ever made. They are just so as them. an au pair, do you teach the children? Do you teach um, the kids or German or other languages? Or do you have what? I don't have to. I mean, yes, we do sometimes, but I don't have to. So yes. what do you... I, I have heard about what au pairs do. Is that you like, uh, you look after children? Yeah, yes. That's main, the main thing that you yes, do there. Yes, it's like a nanny. It's like a nanny, yes. But, um, so I'm a live-in nanny. Yes. I get money, but I also get food and accommodation. Yes. And um, I've got three little kids. Um, yes. And yes, I do teach them a bit of German. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, so within two uh, yeah, weeks. Yeah, fantastic. I, or two weeks before I choose that family and then one week before I flew over to Australia I booked my flight. Because yeah, uh, I wasn't sure if it's Melbourne or Sydney. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, there's the choice is the choice is simple. Yeah. Now, <laughs> now next yeah. off, you you're you're telling me a little bit. You've got you've like a typical German backpacker <laughs> who's come to Australia. You've bought a van. 
Yes, I did. And you're going around Australia. I did. Yeah, I <laughs> so, will. I've bought a van. <laughs> I've built in a, a bed. Yes. I've bought a new truss. Uh, I nearly finished building in my kitchen. Wow. Um, that will be finished by tomorrow or Thursday, I yes. hope. Yes. And then um, on Saturday, my mom from Germany will arrive. Yes. And then she will stay here for two weeks. So yes. we will travel around um, Victoria. Yes. Meet my pilgrim friends in Cape Bridgewater. Yes, and at then, Nan O'Brien, yes, who I interviewed last time, yes. And then I drop her off at the airport and I will go up the east coast, mm -hmm. up to the north, down to the west coast and hopefully doing a whole loop. Yes. Sleeping in my new house <laughs> and be free. What an adventure and you've given yourself five months to do that, is that right? Until my visa expires, and two, yeah, visa expires. five and a half a month I've got. Yes. And yeah, hopefully it works out. Well, that it, well, you'll go to places that certainly I haven't been to, <laughs> and it sounds like an absolute adventure. And um, but I do. The last thing I do have to ask you is that, you know, when's the next Camino, uh, Santina, and when? What do you think that might be for? Which? What would you like to do? <laughs> That nearly makes me, ah, not crying, but very sad because I know it will wait. It has to wait for a few years, yeah. or not a few years, but after my Australian year, I will yeah. go to New Zealand, mm -hmm. hopefully for a whole year. I'm soon turning into 30, oh, okay. <laughs> and then that's it with my visas. Oh, okay, um, yeah. So I want to do New Zealand, hopefully yeah. Asia, yeah. hopefully India, mm -hmm. in Indian, uh, or Sri Lanka, there is a great Buddhism um, pilgrim yes. mountain, mm -hmm. the Sri Pada, mm -hmm. which I wanted to lo uh, walk or hike, yes. climb. <laughs> and so that will take me, I think, at least one or maybe two years. Mm -hmm. And then I can't, can't wait to do my next Camino. <laughs> and I will, I hope I can do all of them. Yes. Yes. Well, you sound like you've been absolutely smitten, as we say, with the Camino. And it, uh, Santina, it's been an absolute delight to talk to you about your Camino and about your experiences and for you to share um, some really uh, heartfelt stories, some very stories that are close to you. You have a great love of the Camino and I wish you well. Um, so I'm going to sign off here. My name is Luke Mills and this is Coffee and Camino and I've been talking with Santina Pellegrino and um, I hope to um, uh, catch you next time for my next episode. Buen Camino. Thank you, Buen Camino.